Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined by my best friend through the internet, JD. It is Labor Day and we are laboring. That's right, boys and girls. Holidays don't stop us from giving you the content that you need. And by content, I mean my tears, because it wouldn't be an EPL Boys podcast without me being upset about something. But JD... Nice extended weekend. We had Monday off. We were busy, but we had Monday off. But now we're here. We're working. We're we're giving the people what they need. Yeah, um, I had a I had a very fun weekend. Um, I was able to watch most of the games because I, I was uh, I was staying at a friend's house um, a little bit kind of far from me, and um, he's trying to get into soccer. So he was like, "Yeah, let's watch all the games both mornings." I was like. Fuck yeah! I was just gonna do it on my phone, but let's throw it out, uh, throw it up on the TV. But um, also, uh, Sunday went to the Union game where they just fucking curb stomped New York Red Bull, and the tailgate was great. We we beat the bull. We couldn't burn the bull because of moving the tailgate to a certain place where probably can't light something on fire there. No. So we just beat it with bats, and no. uh, it had free shirts in it. It was cool. I had a fantastic time. Justin, I know you're listening. Tell all the sons of Ben that went perfectly it was awesome uh my girlfriend nope. loved it my friends who hadn't been there loved it and my they want to like go to more games mostly because of their experience so yeah it was a good time uh, matt wasn't there um i'm sure if you follow us on instagram you saw my post uh which matt you gotta give me props like that uh, that, that was you, pretty cool you didn't respond to my text message i don't know who put that together so quickly but it was done flawlessly like i i put it together and that was that. I, that was wonderful. That was I know, wonderful. It, 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 I kind of wanted it to be on the cruder side because no, that yeah that would be funnier. But somehow it was perfect. Yeah. Like the arm over. Like I it, I couldn't believe how perfect it came out. Like it still looked crude, but like yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, Matt was not in fact with me at that tailgate. <laughs> I was about an hour and a half further into the great state of Pennsylvania, um, <laughs> which which has fun town names like what Matt? Yeah, I it. If you're ever, like, alone and drunk at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and you want something to read, Google search interesting town names in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of them. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we were driving by some town, like, like welcome to town, and I'm like, man, that can't be real. Like, it um, is. I'll tell you right now, there are places in the United States of America you could still see the stars. And Lancaster County, Pennsylvania oh, yeah. Yeah. is... 100% that because driving home like driving back to the hotel at night Jesus not a sh- well not a street light in sight like there yeah. are just no street lights so well um, you were you were in the more rural er- rural area outside of the city to be fair so you didn't really like there's a lot more of Lancaster County that's oh. like like my town but it's is not to dox myself but you know yep. find them get them Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, but, but we have Wittitz, Wittitz is a really nice small town that is kind of more modern. I, I hate that they're gentrifying it, though, because then home prices are just skyrocketing. It's bullshit, but that's a topic for a different day. <sighs> but yes, uh, had a good weekend overall. Um, if I didn't include soccer, I had a very good weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a bad weekend, really, as a fan. Sports, just as a fan. As a as a human being, see, I, I I'm 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 quite excited because like I don't know how you distinguish the two, honestly, I, personally. I, I, yeah, I I can. I'm a happy person when I don't have sports in my life, and I'm a very hmm. sad person when I have to put on the TV or go to a sporting event. I'm actually very sad. Um, I should probably go to like therapy for that or something, but eh, different time. Um. We have a few discussion points to talk about. Uh, we're going to do some transfer uh, deadline day cleanup. Uh, we recorded on Thursday. The deadline was on Friday. I do want to give a shout out to, um, you know, Peacock, uh, Sky Sports. JD, I need, I need 
more Sky Sports 24-7 talk in my life because I got out of work early on Friday. Most people did if you didn't already take off. I didn't and even work. <laughs> let me tell you this. Seven straight hours of Sky Sports talking about soccer and transfers. I was so happy just to hear people just discussing soccer, talking about football, talking about the world's game. And then it stopped at seven, and I was like, I don't have anything to listen to now. And I'm just like, I was just researching, like, what packages do I have to buy to get Sky Sports? Because... <laughs> I, 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 no, because honestly, I can, I can give you, I can give you a couple illegal streams. Uh, what are you talking about? Good. The EPL boys don't illegally stream. We properly pay for all of our channels because we are law abiding citizens. Okay. Okay. Well, there's no, the, the, it's very difficult to get Sky Sports in the U.S. legally. It's very easy to get it not legally. <laughs> I just want to just throw this out to the universe that JD and I pay our taxes. Um, we Matt, are, just get a VPN and, I don't know. and just make it say you're in England. JD, myself, Gerard Butler, law-abiding citizens. Okay. Oh, that's a great. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's oh, that's great movie. Um, Jamie Fox was phenomenal in that. Yeah, movie, Jamie Fox is great in that. But um, that ooh, that's yeah. a that's a good movie. So we had we we're gonna do just a little bit of transfer day cleanup. Um, a couple moves that we kind of like, we're not going to talk about the moves we already hit with the, here we goes that, that happened. All those deals went over the line. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those, uh, moves today. We are also going to discuss, uh, a recap of all the games that happened this last weekend, get you ready for an international break, uh, that I think already I am so desperately in need of, but we have a few talking points. And of course they wouldn't be talking points in the English premier league. Unless they were Manchester United players. So let's just start off. We'll get the, the really bad one out of the way. Uh, Anthony, uh, we discussed on past episodes that um, Anthony may be getting himself into some trouble. Some spousal abuse trouble that he had with uh, a former girlfriend. And I think like the initial reports were originally kind of like dusted away. There really wasn't much talk about them. They just happened. Well, an official report has been official case has been opened up by the Manchester Police Department. Uh, and shortly after the Brazilian national team dropped Antony from their squad going into this international break, uh, JD. Of course, I want to wait until all the information comes out. Because, again, we live in a very, very, you know, a society where people automatically label people just for the accusations. But the fact that there's now an investigation and the Brazilian national team dropped him, this, this ain't yeah. good. This isn't good. This. Yeah. The fact that Brazil dropped him means, okay, this is something. Like, damn. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, to, uh, fucking Manchester United. Like. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's because Manchester United. Like I'm. I'm not saying this as a rival fan. I'm just saying like, why? Why is it now like two players in recent time from the same club? Like I is there a correlation? I don't. I don't. I don't want there to be. I, yeah. I don't think there is. I just. It is interesting. This seems uh, like something that happened pre the. I think it was pre the Manchester United era. So this is why just, were Manchester police? Why did Manchester police open the investigation? I, Wouldn't it be from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't that was my, that was yeah. my only question. Because yeah. I think he's currently dating someone or married to someone when he made no his move, and I don't think it's this again. More news needs to come out before we make like an official official like EPL boys statement. But yeah, this this kind of hurts. Like, if I'm talking on the soccer point of view, but also I don't care about the soccer point of view, if Anthony did these things, I'm going to yeah, give him... it the, doesn't really matter. I'm going to give him the exact same treatment I gave Greenwood, which is get the fuck out of my club, don't fucking come back, I don't care if we're weaker now in that position because of it, but it, it's, again, like, do not hit women, do not abuse women. Like, don't fucking do it. It's really yeah. fucking easy to just not fucking do it, so... It's really easy to just not be a shitty human being. Like, Thank I, you. I, I, I can't say that louder. Yeah, like, like a little... You know what, JD? A little louder for those in the back who weren't paying I, attention. Like, I, I guess, but, like, holy shit. <laughs> but we, um... JD and I have made a point that we're not going to continue talking about this until more information comes out. So when more information comes out, we will discuss more information. 
the next bit of news, um, jumping a little bit ahead, uh, sticking with Manchester United, uh, has been just the talking point of the entire weekend. Um, for the Arsenal-Manchester United game, uh, Jaden Sancho was not included in the traveling squad for no legitimate reason. Eric Tenag would come out and say that there has just been a disturbance with him in the club. His work ethic is not up to the level that the coaching staff has expected of someone who has now worked under Eric Ten Hag for multiple years. Jaden Sancho then coming out and saying that he is just being labeled as the scapegoat, that this goes deeper than work ethic and means nothing more. And now it's becoming a back and forth where it's just like Eric Ten Hag and the coaching staff's word over Jaden Sancho's word. Um, as a Manchester United fan, I'm back Eric Ten Hag on this. Like, it, it, it's like... Jaden Sancho has had three separate managers to do productive things under, and all three managers, he's looked like a bust. I'm not going to blame the latest manager because this player... No. Always... It's Sir Alex Ferguson always said, when the player thinks he's bigger than the manager, that's it. It's 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 already over. A lot of other managers have said that, Matt. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, I'm. Well, I'm saying, me, my personal experiences. Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson has said it. Okay. I am very much on Eric Ten Hag's side. Eric Ten Hag is clearly building a process here, and I'm backing him. And if Jaden Sancho is not working up to his work ethic, dude, door right there. Don't let it hit you on the way out, my guy. Like, see ya. All, all I'm saying is, this is my favorite. Like, off what our first topic was. This is my favorite. Man United controversy talk. Like, when a player and a manager aren't getting along, or a high-profile, well-paid player is not getting along, oh, I love to hear it. The, I just fucking love it. Now, not all the transfer windows have closed yet. Uh, the mm. Turkish League is open still for another five days, four days, if I'm not mistaken. And Saudi Arabia is still open for, I think, another, like, nine days. There's already rumors that certain Turkish clubs are, like, kind of vulturing what's going on with the Jaden Sancho thing. Um, if you're Manchester United, if you can get his wages... Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to make a point after the Arsenal game, so I'm going to save that take for after the Man United-Arsenal game. But we're already not in a great position this year. If you can get his salary off the books, do it. Go. Gone. See you. This is a guy who's not getting call-ups for England. His work ethic has been called in question now by three, if not four separate managers. He just... What's okay in the Bundesliga is not okay in the Premier League, and he has not been able to transition that over. Also, people are like, oh, well, you got to give Jaden a second chance. How do you, as Eric Tenhog, how do you allow a player to come back into your lineup after saying things like this? Like... You just don't. Yeah, you just yeah. don't. You don't. So either two things are going to happen. Either Man United are probably going to release him. They're going to fine him, release him, and say that he broke kind of the equivalent of what Cristiano Ronaldo did. Like, there's got to be some clause somewhere that says if you make any direct comment at the ownership or the manager, we don't have to pay you your remaining salary or, like, things like that. That's why Harry Maguire has kept his mouth fucking shut. Yeah, there, I saw a Twitter post, and I'm not going to lie, I actually like took a step back and was like, you know what, I appreciate, appreciate Harry Maguire for this. Man, Harry Maguire has had the world thrown at him, and he has said nothing but wonderful he things. He said nothing. Well, he said wonderful things about the club, the manager, all this stuff. He had his captaincy taken away, and he damn near thanked the club and organization. <laughs> like... Jaden Sancho got like got his work ethic questioned. Now, yes, do I think that that should have happened publicly? No, that probably could have been handled in a private setting. But if Eric Tenog's pissed about this, then you know what? Fuck it, done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Jaden Sancho. I said it in our season preview episode that Jaden Sancho is one of those players where this is it. If this season doesn't work out, it's not going to work out at all. Well, you know what, JD? We're four weeks into the season. It's not going to work out at all. Like, I'm already washing my hands of Jaden Sancho being on this team, and it's like, you, you can get on out. Good luck. Hope it all works out for you. Like, yeah. I mean, look, here's my point. You're saying Turkish clubs are, like, thinking about maybe going for this or Saudi Arabia. I think, if anything, if he's going to, if he left now, like, with a transfer, you know, with a fee and everything, 
it would have to be probably Saudi Arabia. I think he's still young enough and, you know, good enough to not play in Turkey. Like, let's be honest, his level. He, like, I don't know. He would be... I don't... When was the last time? This is another thing someone else I was talking about, like Man United-wise I was talking about. When was the last time Jaden Sancho strung together two good games? Like, Jaden Sancho has for, had... For Manchester United. Yes, for Manchester... Yeah. For United England, like, again, it's one of those things where it's... It's been so long since Jaden Sancho has had two, if not three, good games in a row. Uh, is he good enough to... I, I, I can't believe these words are coming out what? of my mouth. Is he good enough to play in the Saudi League? I think the Turkish League is probably right up his alley. I... I would say I I would find it hard to believe that a bottom ten uh, Premier League team wouldn't take a shot at him in January. Oh, like the problem is, is it? it no, it, no. It, if if it, if it made financial sense, like like a Crystal Palace, like that that would be perfect. Get your Zaha replacement. He's not not the same player really, but somebody you know jerseys would sell you know sell out probably and you pay him you know well like 150,000 a week maybe it's the only way you'd convince him but um I don't know I feel like I feel like he's young enough that Saudi Arabia and Turkey probably don't attract him yeah I I I just I don't know if there is any form of a comeback from this personally I I don't Um, I know what it is. I know what it is. January, Roma buys him. And then you still have to deal with him. But Roma is good at getting English players' careers back on track. Yeah. They, they kind of are. Yeah. Danny Abraham and uh, Ro- Roma are currently absolute dog shit right now. And let's not talk about and Roma. they might need a new winger. <laughs> uh, I am... I was literally going down the list earlier today with a buddy of mine about, like, just my sports teams in general. (laughs) If I didn't have Gotham, yes, Gotham Football Club of the NWSL on my side, I would be in so much trouble because then I think every single one of my teams is either having... A terrible season, not making the playoffs, or is projected to have a bad year. JD, I need hockey season tomorrow. Like the fact that yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah, you you're you're a hockey fan. Do you do you have an NFL like an no NFL no team? no? The NFL is stupid. The NFL is literally okay. The no, worst I, no, 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 no. Yeah. I respect that. I yeah. I I don't agree, but I respect it. Yeah, I I think soccer is much better, but yeah. um. um I cannot stress enough how, like, I'm just very, very much excited for this hockey season. But um, as more news develops with both of those uh, United cases, we will will bring them to you. So we're going to get into some deadline day talk, get that stuff out of the way. Um, One of the moves that we talked about that actually, like, we, like, here we goes we're start like here we go soon's we're talking about things like moving pieces things were happening jd there was a rumor this player had traveled to the new club taken the medical agreed to the personal terms and took photos in the new team's jersey just for the deal to fall dead about an hour and a half, two hours before the window closes because the selling team couldn't find a replacement. JD, we're talking about Paulina from Fulham to Bayern Munich. JD, there's rumors he was in a Bayern Munich shirt. Like, there were rumors that he literally was ready to, like, play this upcoming weekend in the Bundesliga for Bayern Munich, and the deal fell through. My heart breaks for Paulina. It really does. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy for Paulina. It's crazy from Fulham's and I, I'm shocked. Like I get a replacement in January at that point. You're getting good money for him. This just screams like the, the biggest thing I can remember from in recent history is the, remember when Nabil Fakir yes. from Real Betis yes. um, was literally, here we go from, from Fab, like on Twitter, like everything there are pictures of him in a liverpool jersey because he had the medical and everything and then i think liverpool were dumb because they took all those promo pictures after like right after the medical and the medical picked up like a knee thing and they were just like nah but those pictures kind of exist they were never released but they got leaked so i 
that's the, what that's what it makes me think of. But yeah, that's rough for for the player because why why do you feel compelled to you know go out there for Fulham? Like I I wouldn't. I'd be like fuck it. Sell me in January then. Like I yeah. I don't know. I I actually truly wonder if Paulina will be affected paulinia will be affected by this i wonder if like is he just gonna go back to fulham and it's like hey guys i'm back like no definitely not this is this is on fulham yeah oh no i agree i agree they're they're gonna get nothing out of this player for the next uh couple of months till january they're gonna get nothing out of him and it's probably gonna lower the price they get for him yeah I, I agree. I agree that, like, if you're Fulham, you got to just take advantage of the money coming in. Um, excuse me, while you can get it. Uh, another deal that went over the line. Finally, some good news for Manchester United. Amrabat confirmed. Here we go. Um, I actually really like this deal, JD. I really like this deal. Yeah. So it's on a loan, but it gives Manchester United all the power. Amrabat signed a $10 million loan fee, so Man United had to pay uh, Fiorentina, 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 10 million euros up front for the loan fee, and then United would owe 30 million euros if they wanted to trigger the uh, transfer clause. That is perfect because I think roughly, give or take, the deal was for like about 35 40 is what the sell price was so the fact that united got him for a few bucks less and they got to string it out on a loan because jd if this doesn't work out during the season now united have no pressure to spend that 20 million euros and yeah, they can go out yeah. and get someone else yeah i i think it is it is a good deal um amrabat he's 27 so he's he's in his prime so that's probably yeah you're right 30 40 million that's that's probably about right for his position um, no, it's a, it's a good deal, and I know uh, like a team like Liverpool were also interested, but um, we didn't need him. Yeah, no, and that brings us to our next talking point. Uh, JD refused to make a comment. Refused to make a comment on the last episode. No, I know, I know, I fucking know better. JD literally was that guy on Twitter who sees Fab hit the here we go, and JD's the first comment going until he's in a jersey. Until I don't, I don't fucking buy. I don't fucking. You know what, JD? Not with my team. JD needed to wait for two separate like Liverpool accounts officially confirmed he was in the jersey before JD was okay with it. But Gravin Birch officially a. Uh, Liverpool player. He completes Jurgen Klopp's uh, revamp of the midfield. That's four midfielders. What is it? It was three midfielders out, four midfielders in. Do I have that right? Uh, Four midfielders out. So four out, four in. So, hey, Liverpool had a goal. Revamp that midfield. That's what they did. So, JD. Oh, wait, no. No, it was five midfielders out. Five. The yeah, because uh, Ox, Ox, Keita, and Milner, and then Henderson and Fabinho. Okay, five. Yeah. Tiago. So, but, is, but, is but here's the thing. Is Tiago Tiago's still there. Tiago's yeah. still there. Okay. Yeah, he's still there. Um, here's the thing. I think those four are better than the previous five, because Ox and Keita never fucking well, played. Yeah, that's... They were injured. And Milner, it, it, you know, age got the best of him. Henderson, kind of the same thing. And Fabinho, H- just the money was too good. Henderson got a bag, my guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, 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 I'm saying, yeah, but he also can't stay fit a whole season for Liverpool, so it's not like, yeah, it's a big loss, but I don't know. And Fabinho didn't have the best season last season, and getting 40 mil for him, yeah, you take that money. No, I get it. I 100% get it, 100% get it, but... So you bring in a bunch of young guys that have a ton of potential, like Gravenberge, I'm so excited for this, because... Yeah, it didn't work out at Bayern, but sometimes players just don't work out in systems. Like, I think Tuchel even came out and said, like, he's not the kind of player for our system. He's a good player. He just needs a 4-3-3 rather than the 4-2-1-1 or whatever Bayern were playing. He Like, Tuchel himself came out and said, like, I, he just didn't fit into the system. So, it, it, it's good that he's getting a chance in a 4-3-3 like Liverpool. So I I'm I'm excited. He has a ton of like him at Ajax was insane. It's it, it's it's cool. And uh, you gotta love Andrew Robertson. If you if you didn't see this, you should you should look for this. There's a clip from Liverpool's official account, and they made fun of it. Robert when uh, Gravenberch was being greeted by um, 
Van Dyke and uh, Gakpo, which Grab Merch is Dutch, so those are he's friends with them. Andrew Robertson came out and said, "Oh, finally a du- a good Dutch player," and I like I just I it's so funny. It's it's funny to any fan, like because you know it's fucking Van Dyke and Gakpo, like. Matt even said before yeah, we no, recorded it was, that. Oh, it was no, it was, it, it's good content. It's good content for the whole family. Um, now, good. Liverpool got their guy over the line. Uh, the next move. This literally actually could shake up the entire Premier League table. Brennan Johnson from Nottingham Forest to Tottenham. 45 million euros is the move. Tottenham made a few late moves at the end of the window to get some guys out on loan. Um, basically to open up a little bit of real estate. Le- Tottenham got their striker. Tottenham now have a guy who can get you 15 goals if the service is available. And again, Hyung Ming Sun, we're going to talk about the weekend he had. Um, Kulisewski, absolute quality. And James Madison right now is playing like the best number 10 in the Prem. For this, this is... This is table-altering because I think the major talking point we were having with Tottenham is who is going to be the goal scorer? Who's going to be the guy who's going to be your number nine who's going to get you the goals? Richarlison, of course. Shut the fuck up, J.D. (laughs) Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Richarlison is the most upset person on earth because he thought he had the job, had three bad weeks, and Tottenham were like, okay, we need need to go out and get a fucking uh, actual striker. This move is wonderful for Tottenham. Uh, Nottingham Forest made a bunch of moves on the last day, a bunch of small moves like what Nottingham Forest do. But 45 mil for one guy. This is a homegrown. This is a guy through the academy. Yeah, this is this is good. This is good for all parties involved. Nottingham Forest got a huge lump sum of money. Spurs got their striker. JD, this move is like 10 out of 10. This could This literally could affect the whole table. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it having as big of an impact as you're saying. I think it's a good signing. I'm a little mad because I really like Brandon Johnson, and now he's going to Spurs, and now I can't really like him anymore. But um, <laughs> I I will say he's not really – at least he hasn't been playing as an out-and-out striker. He's mostly been playing on the wing. Not to say that he can't transition to that. Like, he absolutely can. I think he has loads of potential. I've I've always liked him. When the, when Nottingham Forest won the championship, I just that was one of the names I knew because I'd seen clips of him at a young age, and he was really good. But now that Forest have uh, Awani firing on all cylinders, I think it's maybe a little easier to replace you know a winger or right midfielder than it is to replace an out and out striker, in my opinion, because there's less you know responsibility on that player to score as many goals. So I think it's a good deal for Nottingham Forest. Like it sucks you're losing like your guy, but the money was too good. And Spurs, I I can say he's better he's better much better than Richarlison. So I, I think that this would be good for Spurs. So And the last bit of information, uh just to kind of put like at least a closing point on one conversation. Uh Manchester United have agreed to a loan move for Mason Greenwood to Getafe um in la liga cool. uh yeah cool. um i'm just well, actually not cool they should have sold him yeah but, or, or well, at least just released him uh, but yeah the, but cool, the, he's out. the one thing i'm not ecstatic about is that like manchester united apparently it was like rumored that like they like helped him still paying well him. they not only are paying still a chunk of his salary they're apparently they like bought him a house yeah. in spain and they're like helping his family integrate to spain and it's like okay so like we're just going to forget about everything, right? Like, this is just a young player trying to get first first team minutes, you know? I can't wait for... Again, there's also no option to buy. Like, Manchester United look like, if this is successful, either two things are going to happen. One, he's going to come back to the club, or two, they're going to try to sell him for a ridiculous amount of money. So, Man United are going to be just Man United, and... Yep, sure. Fantastic. All of my teams are terrible and they're ran by absolute horrible human beings. But, JD, we have 10 really exciting Premier League games to get to this weekend. Honestly, uh, the full slate, there was good action across the board. Let's start, though, on Friday. Luton won. 
West Ham 2. West Ham continue their absolute flying start with goals from Jared Bowen and Kurt Zuma. Uh, Luton left it late, scoring a late 90-second minute goal by Anderson. But, J.D., there's a few talking points from this game that are very, very interesting. Number one, it is the first home game Luton had at their stadium in the Premier League era for them. It looks like they handled it well. I liked the video of Roy. I was. I liked. Uh, it was uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher literally doing the away end walk, and it's like you're literally looking into people's backyards. Like you are just like the, it is literally the jokes of walking through someone's home to get to the away end. That is, that's content the whole family can get behind. I. Oh, yeah. it's it's great. Yeah. It's great. I it wasn't a good result for Luton, but man, it's fun. I do want to. It's gonna be fun watching those games. I do want to make a point. Once again, I am extremely impressed with West Ham. West Ham did another a phenomenal job in this game. Uh, Jared Bowen's goal, well taken. Kurt Zuma, great headed goal. JD Luton were robbed. I mean. Coldstoned robbed. James Ward Prowse committed an, a blatant handball in extra time that could have given Luton the opportunity to equalize. JD, I, I made a comment. If that was Manchester United who committed that handball, it would be on every news article for the next four weeks of how did United get away with that? I just dropped the controller. Um,. How do United get away with that? How could they? But I feel like with this West Ham game, they talked about it for two minutes, and then they're just like, and we move on. Come on, you can't do that. Come on, Luton, Luton had the ability to get their first points in the Premier League, and like to do it in front of their home crowd, I, I just feel like we, I can't stress enough. And JD, I know, agrees with me. I don't even have to ask JD. I know JD agrees with me. This is the worst start to a season ever for referees in the Premier League. Because I feel like every single game, we're having problems. We're having inconsistency problems. Luton, who might get 10 to 15 points the entire year, were robbed of one today. Like, come yeah. on. You, you can't do that. That that no call is absolutely egregious. I When I saw it, I just I couldn't, I couldn't believe that that wasn't called. Luton got themselves back into this game. And I, I just don't, I can't, I, I'm not going to say it's match fixing, but I can't come to any other realization. I, that, that is called 100% of the time. I just don't like, I, I don't understand. And if it's, if it's, if the, if the inconsistency with VAR and the refs is ignorance or just bad at their job, fire them, fire them. If it's not. Open a fucking third-party investigation. So do do one of two things. I, I I just don't understand how these people keep their jobs. I it makes no sense. Uh, it's it's just it's heartbreaking because this is obvious. Like there's no one around James Ward Prowse when he lifts his arm. There's no one lifting it up. There's no ooh. It came out of nowhere. It was off of a fucking corner. Like it, it's one of those things where all the little checkpoints. That, like, you could hide behind. Oh, it was too close. Oh, it was a deflection. Oh, it was this. It was none of them. So every single little lie we've been told this entire season so far on what is or is not a handball, this handball was none of them. So it should have just been a handball. Get rid of VAR. I am just, I am just, get rid of it. I almost, JD, missed the days of just the call on the field being it and us being mad at that. I'm genuinely now upset that VAR even exists. What is the point if we're never going to ever use it correctly? No, I, I, it's, it's this clear and obvious thing. I just can't get over this. Like, why is the, the, the threshold of changing a call, it has to be clear and obvious? Why not just say, is it the right call? I don't give a fuck if a ref misses a call if it's not clear and and it doesn't get overturned because it wasn't clear and obvious, call it if it's right. I I just don't understand the the distinguishing between the two. Just call call the right game. Don't make it that the ref thought it was it wasn't clear and obvious. I just if it's right, like I it just it it, it astounds me. And what breaks my heart, like I just described it, like I'm you know West Ham. I, I no one is saying West Ham didn't deserve to win this game. They were the better team, but. 
come on, like, come on. Luton, and I'm not saying, like, let's give Luton, like, a credit here, like, as a charity. The Premier League is not a charity. But fuck, man, Luton deserved a point in this game. They deserved a point. It's bullshit. And, like, we're going to get to the end of the season. We're going to talk about Luton being in, like, the running with Darby County for the least amount of points in a Premier League season. And it's like, we're going to think about this game. And we're going to think about the one point that got away that could have helped them to something. So, and that's only Friday's game. Saturday morning, we start off Sheffield United 2, Everton 2. Uh, this game, a little bit of back and forth. Honestly, a nice little crazy fixture to start your day. Everton looked very good with goals from uh, Decore and Dan Juma. But uh, Archer and uh, what had to be the most FIFA own goal I've seen in quite some time. Hits the post. Hits I off. didn't think it was real. Uh, it, JD's just thinking it couldn't have happened to a better goalkeeper. Couldn't have had Oh, it. yeah, I know. Like, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch the replay. Um, one of the, uh, Everton players, I, I, and, and the name is, this, um, yeah, one, I'm sorry, one of the Sheffield United players, uh, hits it off the post, and Pickford was already in the air trying to make the save, hits the back of his head, bounces into his own net. Like, it's just, it's, it, it is the single most FIFA goal I think I've seen in quite some time. But, JD, 2-2 is the result. Everton and Sheffield United secure their first points of the season. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, I will say, Sheffield United could have won this game. Pickford did produce a world-class save at the end. That save is probably going to get Pickford the starting job for England for the next couple years because I swear to God, Southgate only looks at, like, those uh, compilations on YouTube of, like, Jordan Pickford best saves. Like, I swear to God, that's all he watches. Why the fuck is Pickford still the number one for England? I, I just yeah. don't understand. Southgate is going to get shown that save and be like, that's my guy. Right there. That's my guy. He's just sitting at his laptop watching that Jordan Pickford save, like, over and over and over again. And all you hear... Box of tissues and lotion. That's it. Yeah. Just a fresh... <laughs> of lotion and he's just like oh yeah this is this is what i'm looking for he's got his photo of harry Maguire right on his mantle like yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah we are gonna yeah he puts he puts down the picture of harry Kane. yeah like you don't, you don't want to see this you don't want to see you don't want to see what i'm about to do right now uh but yeah that both teams getting their first points of the season uh sure good job next game brentford two bournemouth two another 2-2 two -two draw for the, everyone at home this was another really really exciting game um jensen getting the scoring for brentford off early but back-to-back -back goals from Solanke and brooks would see bournemouth take a 2-1 lead but emblomo would not be denied getting the 93rd minute equalizer jd this game was fun. This game was a fun watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. This was action back and forth. I honestly feel like the middle of the park teams are providing really good games this season. And this was a prime example. Yeah, th this just shows the strength of the league as a whole. Where a team like Brentford, who is flying, in my opinion, for where they should be playing, like... We sh they shouldn't be doing as well as they are, and they're just doing well without without Ivan Tony. And then Bournemouth are just able to grab results. And good for David Brooks. Good for David Brooks coming back from a cancer diagnosis and beating it and getting on the score sheet here. I I love it. Dominic Solanke. I've been saying it since he moved there. Great great fucking deal for Liverpool getting getting him off for the money you know, he, he went for, and good for, for Bournemouth. They got a good striker. And, um, yeah, and Buemo, like, like I've said all season so far, he's, he's carrying the load that Tony usually would be carrying. I truly wonder, with the productivity Wisa and Mbwemo are having for Brentford being such a good combo, I Do they cash out on Tony? Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder... Tony's going to be ice cold in January. I mean, ice cold gameplay wise. He's probably with a private trainer. He's probably doing his own, like, away he'll from the team. He'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I wonder if a big offer comes in, a $50 million offer comes in for Ivan Tony. I wonder if Brentford take it because they're like, well, we've done good so far. 
Like, I guess that's maybe yeah, more of They're going to be comfortably mid-table. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that's more a January problem. Like, maybe in December, Brentford's absolutely buzzing. They're scoring more goals than some of the big boys, and it's like, do we need Ivan Tony? Do we cash out? Do we, like... If you have a chance to play Ivan Tony, you play. Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. But when once-in-a-lifetime money comes along, especially when the English tax is in play here, like, let's be real yeah, here. Yeah. Like, dude, could you imagine, like, Chelsea? Because 100% of move yeah, Chelsea yeah, would do. Yeah, don't take them out of that run. Like, yeah. if Chelsea turned around and offered you 75 million euros or 75 million pa- British pounds... In January, at the end of December, it wouldn't be that much, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Do you, I mean, can you can you say no to that much money? Like, uh, not for a club like Brentford. Yeah, I it, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't be that much, but if 40, 50 million pound offer comes in, you probably take that. Yeah, yeah. Next game, Burnley two, Tottenham five. Um, it was the absolute Spurs show all you know, giving all credit to Burnley here, but it was the Spurs show. Um, goals from Romero, Madison, and a hat trick from Hyung Ming Sun would see Spurs be probably, and JD, credit me if I am wrong here, the most fun team to watch in the Premier League right now. Like good, good or bad. I, it's, I, I just, I think Spurs right now are the best team. Like they, if, if someone was coming to me and going, hey, I've never watched a Premier League game before. What's a fun team to watch? I'm pointing you in the direction of Tottenham right now. Because Tottenham are just playing so open-wide offensive football. Like, and for all of us, I mean, let's all like let's all not lie here. The Spurs fans listening to, let's be real, none of us could have predicted Spurs to look this good offensively. You're getting now Brendan Johnson in the mix of this. Spurs may be the dark horse now to maybe be the team to compete with Manchester City if they can continue to keep this up. Remember, boys and girls, no European football for Spurs. That is... And they got eliminated from the EFL Cup, but that's a joke on its own. But realistically, you look at it, Spurs have almost no other games. They're going to have the FA Cup and they're going to have the Premier League. This is the year for Spurs to make a run at that top four. And JD, they are looking like they're going to do it. Oh, sorry for the break. Uh, Matt, just for me, I was muted. Um, It's probably only like five seconds. No, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to edit that. Um, Yeah, it... It's been a little, even three wins on the bounce, it seems unsustainable the way they've played. So I, I, I don't know if we can take too much out of this. Good for good for Sun. I'm, I'm happy. He's a player I like. And that's saying something because this is Tottenham. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should, they should be beating Burnley. And they did. Um, the manner in which it did it. I mean, Burnley got a, an early goal and a very late goal. Burnley are less convincing than I was. I'm less convinced than I was last week. Because I, I was singing high praise of Burnley, and they probably are not going to, you know, meet those expectations. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's just like, again, and it's just so weird because you watch this Burnley side last year in the championship, and then you watch them now, and it's just, they're just, they're struggling to find that identity. I felt like last year Burnley was such a product that, like, oh my god, watch out, Burnley are it. And it's just like this year, it's just like, oh my god, Burnley are just, they're they're nowhere close to it. They're not even in the same zip code as it. So for Burnley, you know, I'm not saying, like, I'm nowhere near hitting the panic button yet for Burnley, but I do want to be very clear that, like, we do not kind of need to, you know... Let's start getting some stuff together. The transfer window is now over. We got to get ourselves moving. But speaking of transfer windows, let's talk about a team that could desperately use another few big signings. Nottingham Forest 1, Chelsea nothing. Yes, Nottingham Forest 1, Chelsea nothing. Anthony Alanga, a really good winger for Nottingham Forest. Man, I wish Man United had one of those good wingers. Um... Anthony Alanga scoring the only goal. Uh, an individual run would see him um, slot at home. 
JD, I, I'm finding a loss for words when I'm, I, I no longer know how to describe this Chelsea football club. I don't like they made again, a, I think 1.1 billion euros or something like that since Todd Bowley took over. 1.1 billion dollars and they with a B and, and they can't beat Nottingham Forest at home. It's I, I I honestly I honestly think that we should now consider Chelsea one of those teams that we just don't talk about much. I they're they're irrelevant. We we can't do that because so much happens with them, but it it's they are so irrelevant to this league as a team, like, on the field. But they're so goddamn interesting off the field. The thing that just annoys me is... One, Chelsea fans still talk more than I think any other fan base does. And and for me, it's just Arsenal like, rivals it, but yeah, you're like, right. Chelsea's pretty big. Like, but Arsenal, like, Arsenal's allowed to right now. Arsenal are a flying club. Like, eh. I, 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 eh. I just... I'm sitting here just like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, I, I just, if you're Chelsea football, oh, also, like, speaking of busts, we're talking about Anthony before, we're talking about Sancho before, um, Mudrick is, like, where are we just, like, we're, like, I, is the whole community just, like, he's gone 21, 22 games without a goal or an assist in the Premier League? A hundred, what did, yeah. It, the jokes, the jokes have just like become irrelevant. Like, like he's just not up. He's just not like the player that anybody thought he was. Um, the team was he from Sh- Shakhtar? Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are just rolling around laughing in a pile of money. I I just can't believe it. <laughs> when you sell a player and the team that's getting the money donates a chunk of it to literally fu- like help their country you know they, ju- they didn't know what to do with that money. thank you exact words they're just like i, I <laughs> what am i gonna do we, we've already filled we've already filled the club's swimming pool with cash so that all the players can just take us take a dive there's another truckload coming from the bank oh. and we don't know what to do with it so let's let's help our fucking country. Yeah. I I love it. Uh, but yeah, um, this is a much needed break for Chelsea for Pochettino for these star players because realistically, I I think the problem again, JD and I, I don't I I don't think JD and I want to talk about it any more than we already do. You can't just keep introducing new people and thinking it's just gonna work. Like you gotta, it it takes time to develop rapport and chemistry, and it just like. Todd Bully, it does, doesn't seem like he understands that. It seems like Todd Bully is just like, well, if I just keep signing strikers and forwards, I'll get goals, right? Like, that's what happens. Yeah, like, no, this is not football manager. This is not FIFA career mode. This is real life. And these are real human beings that have to, deve- yeah, like you said, develop rapport, yeah. develop chemistry with the players around them. It's not plug and play. So, yeah. I don't know. Next game, Manchester City 5, Fulham 1, and another one of those absolute goal fests, uh, Man City. This is is the Man City that I've been expecting because Man City kind of didn't start off absolutely like guns blazing, but this is... Well, I mean, four wins out of four. Oh, no, no. Four wins out of four was expected. I, at this point, expect this Manchester City team to be perfect, but the issue is is when you expect a team to be perfect it takes a little bit of the flair out of their games like it's kind of like oh i expected this but this was a game alvarez ake and a hat trick from erling holland that is the second hat trick of the weekend and it won't be the last hat trick of the weekend all getting on the goal sheet tim ream being the sole fulham goal on the other side but jd man city just absolutely popped off uh, it's you know there's questions on the Ake goal and if he was or was not offsides, but realistically it does not mean anything. Pep's boys, even though Pep is still not in the building, they're flying. Uh, Fulham is not an easy team to just get a load of goals on, and to get five goals and make it look really easy is. It's I mean it's Man, Man City does it where others can't. It's just that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah no no, no. It, it's it's an expected result. But only Man City is gonna put five on four, so I, I expect them to win. But in the manner in which they did is bringing me back to classic Man City. They just steamroll teams. Yeah, 
But Man City, as advertised, 12 points out of 12 points have been perfect so far, and we'll go into the international break absolutely flying. Final game of Saturday, Brighton 3, Newcastle 1, the third and final hat-trick of the weekend, JD. Uh, plenty of goals this weekend. Um, Ferguson getting all three goals for Brighton. Um, I can already hear the, see the memes or the Instagram pages of, they bought him for five, they sold him for 95. Like, I, I can see it now. Yeah. I can already see it now. Um, Ferguson, he, he looks a talent. He really looks a talent. I think, I think United were in for him, but I think like the asking price was 70. And I think even United was like, he has five starts. Like you, we, well, he's got more than five starts, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe before the season, I don't think he's, st- I think he has appearances, but not starts. Like, I think like, I say he put, he played a good bit last yeah, season, but I, I, I think the 70, I think they were asking for like 70 million pounds in the uh, summer, and I just think like clubs like United were like that is just that's too much. That's that's a lot of money, and like all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying now, has your opinion flipped? Oh, on Brighton. Um, because because this we've talked about this when we we saw this exact fixture like two months ago. All right, and you had opinions. All right, pulling out my tablet. I have my notes app apology ready. <laughs> I would like to formally apologize to Newcastle United fans. Man, we thought, right? We thought. We all thought. We all we all bit off of the tree that we were not supposed to. We all said Newcastle was gonna be good, didn't we? We all we all bought in. We all were like, yep, Newcastle are it. That's it. Three losses on the bounce. Three losses. And not good losses, JD. Like they, they, this was no. this was all bad. No, this this is this bad. is bad. Yeah. And again, we talked about it on the last episode. They didn't pick up depth at all in the offseason. Yeah, they picked up a piece here, a piece there, but not added the depth that's gonna require being in four separate competitions in one season. You now have the gauntlet after this transfer window of Champions League football starting. Now you have to dig yourself out of this hole. This is not good for Newcastle. I'm t- I am do. I do owe a formal apology to Brighton. You guys played one of the best defensive teams off the field and looked very good doing it. If you're Newcastle, uh, panic button. I, like, I don't even think I'm ready to hit the panic button yet for Manchester United, and we're not there. I think if you're Newcastle, you are slamming the panic button because you're like, oh my God, the window closed. Oh my God, we didn't get reinforcements. Oh my God, we are doing horrible in the Prem. After the break, we go right into Champions League football where, oh yeah, we're in the group of death. Like every game is going to be everything you have. JD, it's not good for Newcastle right now. It's just not good for Newcastle. Like 10 out of 10 panic. No, it is not. 10 out of 10 panic. Yeah. I 100% agree. Brighton confirmed good team. Newcastle in question. I, I just, oof. We're on to Sunday. Crystal Palace 3, Wolves 2. This game, just like everything else, had a lot of fun. This game was good. Uh, Edward continuing his wonderful goal-scoring streak, getting two goals while Eze getting the third. Huang Yichang coming off the bench, immediately being productive five minutes in, getting his goal. And um, Cunha getting a late goal consolation goal ended up not having enough time to fight for that third equalizer jd it's the comment we made a little bit earlier before which is just like dude the middle the mid table teams are providing good content that like it's providing good football and that's at the end of the day all we want like we're sitting here and it's like you don't even have to look at your phone like your your eyes are glued to the screen the whole time because you don't want to miss anything yeah, I mean, I don't consider Wolves mid-table. I consider Palace mid-table. Wolves are probably going to get relegated this season, in in my opinion. I, I just don't think they have what it takes. And after losing uh, Mateus Nunez, it's, there's nothing there for them. And this game kind of proves it. Yeah. O- uh, Edouard Odson, Ed- Edward, he's looking like a Premier League quality striker. Ebrishi Eze is going to ch- chips in with a goal. And I don't know. Palace are fun. 
They're just fun. Roy Hodgins Crystal Palace. Fun. Things I didn't think ever. Hodgson, Hodgson. not Hodgins. Whatever. You do this every Whatever. Time. I don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> Change your name, okay? Make it easier for me. Um, <laughs> next game on Sunday, Liverpool 3, Aston Villa nothing. Slabasai uh, and Mo Salah both getting on the goal sheet. Matty Cash being an own goal. Um, it would have went in anyway. Douglas, uh, David Luiz was going to be... a. I had it right, didn't I? The first time was it not Douglas? It's Dave, David Luiz. No. Douglas Luiz plays for us. Sounded yeah, out. but he plays for Aston Villa. Who Liverpool? Um, Louis. Uh, oh my God! Why am I? What am I blanking out here? What am I blanking out here? Louis. I'm just gonna let you Louis figure this out. Louis Di- Louis Diaz. My apologies. I don't know why. <laughs> I just absolutely lost my train of thought. Louis Diaz. I just I I needed you to figure that out yourself. I didn't want to step in Lewis, and like Louis Diaz would have tapped. Sound dumb. Louis Diaz would have tapped it in. Liverpool were in control from minute one until minute ninety. JD, this was absolutely clinical from Liverpool. Great result right before the international break. Yeah, the result before the international break, fantastic. Um, a little concerned for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, did have to come off with a hamstring injury. He Apparently, he told Klopp he doesn't feel like it's that bad. But Klopp basically said, we'll wait for scans. He's not in the England camp anymore. He, he, he withdrew. Probably just for per, uh, precaution. Um, but hopefully that's not a huge deal for Liverpool. Because he looked really good in this game. All I can say is, this was just the most clinical 3-0 grab points and go like i anfield is a fortress even when not even you know even when not fully full um i don't know that sounded dumb when i said it but (laughs) there's a whole stand that isn't full because they're doing construction on um i don't know three nil good job good job of the office yeah it it... and and villa villa are good so to do it in those circumstances i'm i'm excited for what liverpool has to offer the rest of the season yeah, I really have no talking points for Liverpool. My more talking points are for Aston Villa. Just like Newcastle, maybe not to the same level as Newcastle, we talked up Aston Villa aggressively this offseason. Making the big moves, making the signings, taking themselves to the next level. JD, two wins, two losses to start the year. And I don't... It's, it's a mixed bag. It, it's... I'm... Because I'm gonna I'm gonna have the same conversation about Manchester United when we talk about the next game. There is a level of expectation to be better, to hit a level, and I just don't see Aston Villa hitting that level at this moment in time. Yes, Diaby has come through good. He's been an absolute shining star on this team, and they should be really excited with what they have. But like, realistically, this like everyone on Aston Villa in this game had an absolute stinker. And it just kind of looked like Aston Villa didn't want to be in it. Like, it really kind of looked like Liverpool got a lead and Aston Villa were like, okay, like, that's it, so. I, I think the biggest thing is Liverpool got an early lead. And that's that's what I like to see out of Liverpool where they get the early lead and they just keep their foot on the metal. Yeah. Like, I, I was, look, I'll say, I, I was a little concerned for Villa that this might get out of hand. The way with the chances Liverpool had. I know that only four shots were actually on target, but the chances they were creating were good chances. And I am going to bed tonight very happy. And Sobasai getting on the goal sheet for the first time in a very good man. That goal was disgusting, I have to say. But um, yeah, I'm just happy. And I know you're not right now. Final game of the weekend. It's going to be Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1. Marcus Rashford uh, started the goal scoring, um, but Martin Odegaard literally less than a minute later later tied it up. And then two extremely late goals from Declan Rice and Gabriel Jesus would seal out a 3-1 victory for Arsenal Football Club. Uh, realistic. Go off, Matt. Go off. Realistically, Arsenal were the better team in the first half. Man United, I think, really put their staple on the second half. I really think United were the better team in the second half, creating better opportunities, holding the ball, building up possession. Uh, really, it, it came down to a few key points, and realistically, I think it just it comes down to just... It just comes down to just 
the only thing I can really describe it as, it's just, like, I don't agree with Eric Ten Hag coming out and just immediately blaming the referees for, like, three separate decisions. Like, it really... Yeah, uh, who, do, who, do, who does that make you think of? You. Apparently Clyde. Oh. Oh, no, I'm saying no, as, as about, a oh, oh, no, I'm saying, because anytime anything ever happens, JD's the first person oh, to, like, no, take no, no. a blade to a referee's throat, and he's like, I'll fucking do it. I swear to fucking God. I, and, and, I still, and I still will. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, you can't say anything about Klopp. No, but here's the thing. I, again, I'm not a fan of, oh, here's the thing. Do I agree about some of the things Eric Tenhock said? Yes. But the thing is, is there were also challenges on the other side that were also not called, where it's like, anything, it, it, it could have happened in both directions. Um, VAR taking a goal off the board for both of these. Well, VAR taking a goal off the board for United, taking a penalty away from Arsenal. So even a 50-50, but still, um, yeah, it's just, I think the game really changed for United when Lissandro Martinez and Victor Lindelof both picked up, uh, little injuries, which I think both have got confirmed now that they're going to be okay. I think they're both taking the window off, but I think they're okay. But United literally finished the end of this game with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans at center back. And what fucking year? I just, I, I want to uh, I cannot stress. I almost like, I almost wanted to just find the roof access in the building I was in and just jump straight off. Like, I don't need to watch the rest of this game. The second, like, okay, it was Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof. Okay, I can manage. I've dealt with this before. But then Victor Lindelof came off hobbling and they brought in Johnny Evans. And I'm sitting here like, Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire are my center backs right now against Arsenal. And guess what happened? Again, it's... I, I don't blame... The, the third goal was just United committed too many bodies earlier. The Declan Rice goal yeah. was nice. Um, some like Again, some reports are that there was a foul up to the Rice goal. When it's these 50-50 calls, I don't want them interfering like that. Like Don't get me wrong. If one of the Arsenal players bodied, and I'm talking like linebacker in the NFL bodied a United player out of the way, okay, I'll say something. But like when it's those 50-50 calls, it's like... If that happened in the other way, like, that's how I look at it. If something happened in the other way, how would I take it? I'd be super fucking pissed if my guy scored in the 96th minute and it got taken away because of a 50-50 bumped into each other call. Like, it's just, yeah. Arsenal are the better team right now, and they proved it. This also proves of the caliber of players, because you look at this. This is, this is the talking point I wanted to bring up. Players that you, Arsenal brought on to do the job. Gabriel Jesus, Tommy Asu, Fabio Vieira, Reese Nelson. All guys who have the ability... Oh, and Jorginho, but here nor there on that one. Realistically, United brought in players like Alejandro Granacho, who, by the way, did take his goal well. I want to just say that. It was called offside. He, he did take his goal well, but... Yeah. He, I I don't I need to see the offside again. I think it was really tight. I'm going to call that positional masterclass on Gabriel because it's either 50-50. One of two things is going to happen. One, you get him in an offside trap which you literally got by maybe 5 centimeters. <laughs> or two, you still are playing him on side and you're the idiot that's literally jumping out of the way for Granacho to go on a breakaway. It just hey, it went in his favor and it's it's one of those things where it is what it is, but this goes down to United just not having the reinforcements. United, a lot of injuries. I'm not. I don't want to just say it's the injuries, but like with Lissandro Martinez and Victor Lindelof, that would have been nine injuries in total so far for Manchester United this year. And that's like being four weeks in and having nine injuries. It's just like throw the season away. And then now we have. A, I mean, no. I, I I'm a firm believer in like. I, I, again, this is such negative energy for me, and if you're a United fan, you're probably cursing me out right now, and you have every right to. Throw the competitions away. Throw them all away. Focus on the Prem. This team has is just good enough to stay top four. Keep giving us top four for like another two years, and then we might have something to build on here. Rasmus Hoyland is him. 
He his twenty minutes he played so fucking well, and I'm almost mad at Eric Tenhog for like, why did you fucking give Anthony Martial sixty seven minutes to begin with, like, because once again Anthony Martial was fucking useless. So, um, my exact all I'm gonna say all I'm gonna say is the jersey choice might be the problem. All right, we're one jersey in. Okay, this isn't the Red Bull where we still have gone the full season and have not picked up a win in one kit. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I don't care how much they try to... Like, it is truly one of those jerseys where if someone offered it to me for free, JD, I don't think I'd take it. Like, it's like, I wouldn't wear it, so I don't want it. Like, I've been offered free jerseys before, and it's one of those things where if I don't think I'm going to wear it, why am I going to have it take up a hanger in my closet? Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. No, I no, I agree. And and this this away jersey for United is terrible. Is tragic. Tragic. Like, I, I, it's tragic. I think I'm going to put a poll up during the international break. Which jersey is worse? The Arsenal highlighter green with blue stripes kit or this Manchester United kit? And that'll be the decider. That will be the factor on whose kit is worse. Like... I just like I thought I thought Liverpool's Minecraft away kit was not that great. Ain't bad. It, it's 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 good. It ain't bad. Oh, I'll tell you this right now. I'll take the zebra kit. You remember the zebra kit from a few years ago from United? Oh, that was kind of fun at least. That little pizzazz. This is just like a, this is like a wish.com Newcastle jersey. Words I didn't think JD would I think that's on the list of words I didn't think JD would ever say on this podcast. The word is pizzazz. I didn't think pizzazz would come out. That's <laughs> That's that's one for you. So um, we ran a little bit longer today just to give you a little extra content for the week. Uh, JD and I will be taking off as we normally do for the international break. So we will not have an episode for you for Friday or Tuesday, but we will be back next Thursday to give you all the updated information that happened over the transfer uh, over the international window. And we are going to get you guys prep set and ready for two weeks from now when the Premier League games kick off. So for JD, guys, my name is Matt. I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out.